Hello everyone, this is Trevor with Tea Time Reports. I'm joined here this evening with Brandon and Caden, and we're going to be talking about the Tampa Bay Rowdies match that um, was taking place on Saturday evening. Mm -hmm. uh, what was the date on that, Caden? Um, That's the 26th. 27th. 27th. Saturday, 27. May 27th, against the Colorado Switchbacks. The Tampa Bay Rowdies won 2-1 um, in good fashion. Dominated most of the game, in my personal opinion. Slipped up an extra time after the 90th minute, and uh, there was a sniper shot in the goal against Connor Sparrow. Yeah, um, but at, at the end of the but day, to no avail. To no avail. Yeah, it was. We still dominated the entire game with time of possession. And Actually, just, not even. They had more possession. Than really? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's something that I was looking at too, looking at the stats afterwards, and kind of made sense because I was looking back on the game and. It didn't feel like it though. Like well, to me. the first half, first, first half, half yeah. yes. But then looking back, I was like, I was looking at the second half again, and like it almost looked like they came out and were just Neil Collins just had them play to not lose. Played win, yeah, they yeah. just played to not lose and sort of parked the bus and just played defensively because I felt like um, Colorado just had the ball in their half, the second half completely, and that's sort of what attributes to, yeah, the final possession stats were 53% Colorado, 47% uh, Tampa. Mm. Um, well, but I was surprised to find that out, though, because yeah. I agreed with you. Like, I felt like it was just straight domination. I, too. Brandon, I did want to ask you, this is not only your first Rowdies game you've ever been to, but your first semi-pro slash pro soccer Actually, no, match it, it is It is ever. technically professional it is, soccer. It is professional. USL Championship League is professional. I just I kind of wanted to mm -hmm. speak it, you know, on relatively like realistic terms. Like these guys, you know, are kind of semi-pro in regards to like the spectrum. It's not MLS. Like you said, the 50 overalls in FIFA. Yes. 55 overalls. Yeah. Actually, FIFA. no, I found um, our right wing, Ryan Spaulding. He's in FIFA. He's yeah. 60 overall. Yeah. 60 overall. That's hey, bad. Shout out to Ryan Spaulding, Shout man. Out to the Ryan hair, Spaulding. the mustache, yeah. the FIFA rating. Four assists yeah. in five games. Assisting on JJ's goal. Oh, yeah. What What are your thoughts on the Rowdies and just the vibe of, like, I know you're a Dortmund guy. I know you, you're a soccer guy in general. But, like, what's what was the feeling of, like, actually being able to tap into that, like, home culture vibe? Like, you have a team that's 35 minutes down the road type mm -hmm. shit, and then you're able to go root for them and... There's a, you, you heard the chants, you heard the vibes, you saw them. What, what were your thoughts? 100%, man. It was it lived up to the hype, honestly. Everything I expected, it pretty much was. Not to compare it to the likes of like a Premier League yeah. stadium or something, but like it's just the culture's the same. Everything's the same. It's just not as magnified, obviously. But from the the, the fan section behind the goal to mm. the chants to the environment yeah. to everyone being bought in. I mean, shit, even when we were there trying to figure out our seats, like... We were standing in front of some like old couple, and they're like, "Yeah, just sit down, just yeah, sit down, yeah, then figure it out." But like, mm -hmm. it's cool to see that like even old people like that, they're they're here trying to like actually be that involved with the game. Mm -hmm. They know what's going on, like, and that just goes to show like the culture. And I mean, you were telling me before the first time I was on, and I didn't know this them being the longest mm -hmm. tenured mm -hmm. uh, professional mm -hmm. sports team in Tampa. I mean, mm -hmm. it, it pretty much the culture. Yeah, yeah. It, it it was there on display a hundred percent and. It, it definitely lived up to the hype, like I said, you know, and um, I'm grateful you guys were able to bring me along, and I'm, I'm looking forward to being a part of many more. Yeah, hell, I'm grateful you f for you to be able to come. For bro. sure, man, just becoming and diving more into my Rowdies fandom. It's, it's there, you know? bro. Um, I already, I've already developed a liking to Forrest Lasso. Yes. You guys, yes. you guys said I would, and you were spot on with that. He's um, him. 
He is him, man. He's him. You look He's at the him. defensive awareness, too. He is the most defensively aware person in the mm-hmm. entire league. And so, yeah, not even from, from like, the, uh, I guess, the, the stadium environment, the crowd environment, but just watching them on the, the players on the pitch, too, and just watching the intensity and how much they still care care, and how mm-hmm. they still play. Like, it's their yeah. last day, you know? And I, like, I see, like, um, you see that a lot, you know, especially from Neil Collins being the manager. And a lot of people, you know, if you know, you're just being familiar with the Rowdies now, uh, Neil Collins was actually an ex-player of the Rowdies mm. in, uh, I believe, from 2016 to 2018. He retired with the Rowdies and then just went straight into coaching. He played over in EFL, correct? He did. Yeah, he played. Uh, played. Um, oh my God! It's right on the tip of, the tip of my head. I forget what teams he played for, but uh, I'm sure we'll. we'll I would like to there. just add this. Our manager slash head coach um, is probably the most professional yes. in the USL championship. Mm-hmm. He brings that intensity. If you're watching the TV, if you're watching on TV or if you're at the stadium, you hear him yelling. And you know, he's always fired up yeah. and trying to get the best out of his guys, even if they're winning three nil. And I see I've seen that out of him. Mm-hmm. He's like I remember him yelling at Kleeman because he messed up on a little set piece. And they were up 3-0, like, this was like two weeks ago. Like, he's still, like, wanting more out of these guys. And you see that on the pitch, too. You see what he demands, and you see what these guys can do. And I just wanted to ask you, other than Forrest Lasso, uh, Brandon, who was another standout player to you um, in this game? I'll, I'll give you two. One good, one kind of iffy. Um, first one definitely being Spalding. Okay. Um, just... Yes. Uh, it's kind of hard to miss him too with that head of hair and that mustache. Yes. Shout out yes. to him for that, man. They're undefeated since he's been a part of the yeah. team. Yes. Oh, yeah, man. He it, came it, on loan and you it can was tell. Like right when we were struggling. And ever since he came on, we haven't lost him. You, you can sell. Like like I said, this is, and you've mentioned as well, this is obviously my first time seeing them play and but seeing this level of soccer. But, but you've seen, you know soccer. You've yeah, watched exactly. soccer. And you can evaluate it. You 100%. Know? And there was just something with the rowdies that night and you guys will probably be able to attest to it more on whether or not it's consistent or not but the level of intensity that they played with whether offensively or defensively and even in that uh that reel you shared spalding touched on it too it's like the main thing we try to preach and collins preaches to us is the intensity whether it's um attacking with the ball or defending on our side of the pitch you know um, then another one, JJ Williams. It he got his goal, and but like I don't know, it was it you was a little. To. You should add to. It, I was a little torn watching him, man, because he just he he's obviously naturally he's raw yes yes very raw, naturally gifted, athletic build, very athletic himself, like a lot of raw talent. But it's just some moments I'm watching him, it's like yeah, he's not a refined refined. Yeah. Grew up playing this type of soccer player. You can and, tell. But you can tell he plays like a number nine, though. He does. You can really tell he plays is, like a number nine. And that was one thing that stood out to me, though, is that he was just always in position. Mm-hmm. Always in position. His his awareness and his attacking position to find those gaps yes. in his defense and blow by the center backs. And even when he's on the ball, just being able to shield everybody pretty much mm-hmm. off of him because of his strength and his size. He was a middle linebacker. Yeah. So, and you guys are telling me that he was a former football player, too, but. Yeah, he just needs to be more refined. He typically, like, in the beginning of the season when we were struggling, I noticed he was the enforcer. He'd get carded or, like, he'd be bodying guys, and it would be, like, he wasn't involved as much in the the scheme. 
um, because Cal Jennings was up there, and yeah. you saw him get subbed in. Yeah. Man bun guy who has been disappointing in my eyes this year. He was supposed to be an ace striker because we're getting him from a uh, short stint from MLS. He played at uh, UCF, I believe, mm. and uh, he's a top striker. He was like a, he was a top striker for UCF, a wonder kid in MLS, and he was really supposed to be the replacement for. Last year, our, our striker, Leo Fernandez, won MVP. Mm -hmm. He won MVP of the league last year. And I believe he had uh, 19 goals or maybe 20 goals. I don't, I don't know if he won. And this is a 36-game season. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, So that goes in line with the European leagues, too, yeah. as far as the games of, that they play. Yeah. So that's cool. Well, Leo Fernandez ended up tearing his, his Achilles. Mm. So he's out for the season. And uh, we needed someone to, you know, be the yeah, yeah, yeah. be the, be the next big ace. shoes, big boots to exactly. fill. Exactly, massive boots to fill. You gotta fill an M an MVP, an MVP of the league. And Cal Jennings just wasn't ready. And he wasn't ready. Now that JJ Williams two weeks ago or three weeks ago now, he had a hat trick. Mm -hmm. I remember you telling me about that. I wish you were. I wish you watched that game too. He has the potential to be that number one guy, but again, he just touch is an issue. And that's an issue with a lot of these players in general, but um, Dennis as well. Charlie was, Dennis. Oh, hey, Jesus. Charlie He's Dennis. Rough. Charlie Dennis is actually in the running for MVP right now because of his accuracy. I wouldn't shooting. have been able to tell that off the start. That game, game, to be yeah, honest, game, he was kind of silent. Every time I felt like he was on the ball, everything just sort of came to a stop. Because and I don't he, know if it's because he just couldn't caress the ball because his touch, touch is so bad. bad like bad. no, it, it's actually. Very bad touch. Like if he, like, let me just say this: if he's in the, like, if he's the target of a crosser, he's gonna require at least three touches to score. <laughs> like, no, Jesus. seriously, bro, yeah, because bro. he'll have to drop it to the ground, look at it, take a second, boom. Mm. And but I like, swear, I swear, if you want him on a PK, he's gonna score. Yeah, yeah. He, free kicks. He's a free kick demon. Bro. He's a demon with his accuracy. At least he compensates. He does. For that, for the bad touch, then you know he does score, but it's just it's five goals this season. And that's look at that. I mean, you can say all you want about JJ Williams, but he had five goals this this month. Just in one month, he had five goals. And yeah, shout out to him for that, man. And like I said, like he definitely impressed me, but I could tell that he was a formal football player. He's not someone that's been playing soccer his whole life. Whether and we were touching on this during the game too, Trevor. Just. He was trying to anticipate his teammates being in spots that they weren't, and that that comes down to chemistry too, you know. And he was out of sync with his other guys. Exactly. Whether it he was receiving a um, a ball from the goalie and he tried to head it on forward to nobody that was there and was just trying to anticipate them being there. Yeah. And He's that thinking happened. ahead. Yeah, and which is good, and you like to see that too, and that's something I noticed. So like, there's a lot of it just goes back to him being raw. He's yeah. very raw. With you can see talent. the IQ is there. Yeah, you can see where he's trying to think. You can see the potential, but it just goes back to him being a very raw, unrefined type of number nine. Do we think that they're going to be able to contest with the best team in the USL championship game? You know what? After this upcoming weekend. So last Sacramento week, FC. Last, uh, Sacramento Republic. Sacramento Republic FC. Last week they faced the worst team in the league. They only have eight points this in, in ten games. And uh, it's not looking good for Hartford Athletic. That's who they're replacing. And they beat them four to one. And it was it was they had one one of the goals was off PK, and the other three goals were just like what was the goal? You know what I mean? Their defense was getting chopped up, and it was almost like 
and actually their only loss this season was away. And they're playing in LA, playing against, this is Neil Collins' home. Like, he's going to defend that shit. Like, we're on a five-game win streak. I, I, don't, I don't see us slowing down. If you're listening and you're a Tampa native, you need to be there. Exactly. You need to this show out. This is a big game. Team. This is right. a big game. Currently, this is the biggest game that's happened this, this season. So, so we are looking forward out. to that, and we will be there. So get ready for another kind of, like, experience kind of review. But in another way, in another way, this is the um, Tampa Bay with the best attack in the East versus Sacramento Republic with the best attack in the West. So, you already know there's going to be a high school. Game. Battle of strengths. Exactly. But also, Sacramento has only allowed six goals. Mm. They have the best defense in terms of numbers the entire season. And back to Neil Collins, though. I, I looked up his playing career. He actually had a very timely stint over there playing. His his longest tenure was with Sheffield United, playing yeah, 177 true. appearances for them. Damn. Um, then... Before that, Wolverhampton Wanderers, 81 appearances. Um, played for Sunderland as well. Was he in Bremen? So, was he in Bremen? Yeah. He was? Well, no, I don't think Sheffield was in the Prem at this time. But uh, Wolver was, was, was um, This was in the freaking, this was 2006 to 2009. I couldn't okay. tell you. Uh, I think you might say it on the... Uh, yeah, let me look. History. This kind of takes me a minute. Yeah. But um, I, I remember watching him. So the first Roddy games I ever went to was with my dad. And he was on his, he was on it. And it was actually like, I think it was his first year with the Rowdies. And he was turning up, bro. He was turning up. And he was played uh, Neil Collins. Okay. And uh, this is... While well, like, he was playing for them? I, I, I went to the game. It was the first okay. ever Roddy's game I went to. And it was actually the only Roddy's game I went to until last year. And I was just a little kid with my dad watching Neil Collins play, and Leo Fernandez is actually on the team as well. Oh shit! That's why their chemistry is so good. You know what I mean? Because mm. he's played, he played with Sebastian Guinzotti as well. Okay. The um, all-time leading goal scorer for the Rowdies. Wow. So it's just, especially last year, you saw that team, and before that, we went to three consecutive championships. Damn. We didn't win any of them. Sad. It's like the Buffalo Bills losing Gee, four shit. Super Bowls in a row, man. Gee, shit. Um, but back to the. Uh, Back to him playing, he uh, so the Wolves weren't in the Premier League at the time. They didn't get back to the Premier League until 2016. So I don't think, um, yeah, I don't think he ever made it up to the Premier League, unfortunately. But let's see. Actually, no. So it says right here. Um, actually, no, I'm looking at fucking uh, Wolverhampton Wonders career or not. Yeah, so I don't think he ever had any actual Premier League appearances, but still yeah, that, had a very exactly. Let's see, he played. That, that's a good career in. in he played. He played uh, 15 years over there in the EFL. Damn! Wow! Damn! Eight, exper- eight appearances for Scotland's team, not their not their main team, but seven for their under 21 and oh, one for their one for their B team. Okay. So yeah, he's, still, he's still that's that's a very. Seasoned, experienced head around the game of football for a very long time. It's a good resume. I'm, I'm pretty sure right now his all-time uh, goal differential is, uh, I think it's like 162. Wow. Goal differential Holy for, shit. As, as a manager. That's, in, that's insane. I mean, that just speaks for itself. That's insane. Plus, he's only been coaching for six years. Speaks for itself. He's at plus, 160, plus 162. 
That's that's crazy. I feel like he's incredibly defensive oriented though. He is very defensive oriented, but when it comes to counter attack, that's where he thrives. And he has he almost uses his attack as defenders as well. Like right now you're seeing um, so lasso top in, bro. And, yeah, he does. And, and you look at Ryan Spaulding when he played for New England Revolution, he was a left back. Mm. Was, so we're moving a left back up to left wing. You see that Neil Collins likes his defensive guys. And you know, Ryan Spaulding has shown that he can play the wing spot as well. So I, I don't know what this guy is cooking up, but Neil, Collins is, Neil Collins is cooking. He's cooking. He's cooking. You're gonna have to remind me how to pronounce his game, his name. But the left back, he was wearing the captain's armband. Uh, number oh, 33, Aaron. Aaron Gwyn. 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 Even him, like I felt like he was sort of 50-50, whether it was on attack or defense. Mm-hmm. He was always and involved. He's, he's locked down defensively. Yeah, you yeah, saw I didn't see him get beat once. Number 99 for Colorado, the short little they, they call the short it guy. A, he was just getting yeah. shut down all night. They call exactly. it a Gwilin Island. Gwilin Island, as it should be, respectfully called. Yeah, he was fun to watch, and I, like I said, dude, whether it was on the our side of the pitch or the other side of the pitch, he was on that left side. He was involved, no matter what side it was on. Shit, and he was running up. He was making offensive runs when mm-hmm. he needed to. And he last uh, a couple weeks ago, I'm pretty sure he has like two assists on the year. Two assists is a left back. Yeah, that's any type of production that you get from a position like that offensively, you'll take. But speaking about our right back, you know, uh, Antley, I, I forget his first name. Is it Connor? Ty- I think it's Tyler Antley. Tyler Antley, maybe? Connor William Antley. Connor Antley. Okay, William, 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 William Manley. I wasn't too impressed with him. I didn't really see much of him. But, he but. had a really rough no, play. He fucked up. He fucked up, bro. He just passed it straight to the fetch. He, he, he was trying to get to lasso, and, but it was in the middle of the field in front of our goalie box, mm-hmm. and he, it, the pass was you way too that? weak. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah, I do. And nearly a goal. I feel like what? Yeah, I I kind of forgot about that over the blunder that happened with uh, Ekra yeah. and, uh, and Delgard and Delgard in front of the. <laughs> Not Delgard's fault. We just rewatched that play. It was completely on Ekra. Yeah. No. Was, no. But but Delgard had the chance to he, run. But Ekra he didn't, didn't need to continue pursuing no, it at all. He he needed to one touch shoot that ball. Or yeah, that too. Like he, he's not, making it. Not even like he. That was a hell of a save though. He had the one on one. And he just shot it right at the keeper. But he capitalized on the fact that these two guys were just hesitant the mm-hmm. entire time. Yeah. So, like, if you were able to just react and fire, like, yeah. that's where they're good. Like, the more shots they get on, on goal, and obviously that's with any soccer team, but this team in particular, they get they get on fire. Yeah, they, do. they They really will get consistent, especially on offense, and we've seen them go as high as what was that one game? 5-1? to one? Uh, I think it was, no, we went, we went 4-0. 4-0, I mean, we can we can replicate that, but I, w- I didn't want to kind of steer this question to this upcoming Saturday. What are your guys' predictions against the best team in the USL Championship League? Um, for me, well... And it, it, it's based off two things that sort of stood out to me, and one of them being you guys mentioned probably one of our weaker spots is our midfield. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen enough to really like gauge that, uh, but also watching this game, I didn't really see them go to the midfield that much. Yeah. I mean, I felt like because you had you had Daughtry and Ekra on the Daughtry right and left. Had a nice shot. That got he did. Yeah. He, and they were on the right and left. And you had Dennis playing that camp position, but I really felt like they never went central with anything at all. Everything was just done through either the right or left side. Was. 
even if it was one of the midfielders on the ball, they were sort of veering towards that either right or left center field. And they sort of, I guess maybe that's because that is their weakness and they try to stay away from their weakness and that just attributes to the coaching and sort of understanding like what his players' weaknesses are, what his team's weaknesses are and trying to... A player, two players we didn't get to see. And sadly, you didn't get to see them play. But one player in particular that kind of assures you that our midfield has depth is name is Ariel Martinez. This guy, and he's actually, a set piece yeah. machine. He, he's huge, like a big boy, and he's got a little weight to him. As far as receiving the set, he's a little bit of an older guy. Yeah, but his passing is probably better than anyone's on the team, in my personal opinion. Like he, he can like create space with just such a, a unique way of doing it like he'll get lasso they'll communicate and his communication is on point it's when him lasso and Gleeman are on the same page and especially like everything they're on the opposing side yeah. of the pitch like you can genuinely see some of these plays that they can make especially with like Spalding and you saw like three of them yeah. when he's on, going up the left side and then he's just receiving a touch pass rushing up there with his speed and then he's just sending a crosser in and JJ's there. I saw that like five times. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know? I'm, gonna, I'm gonna tell you what, like, Ariel Martinez, I, I, I told and him Loki Mokosana. Yeah, you, you didn't get to nah, see him. Nah, Loki Mokosana, he kind of butt, I'm not gonna lie. Nah, <laughs> he's, nah. a le- you know, he's a Rowdy's legend. He's a Rowdy's he legend. legend. I like the name, though. Lucky, you know, he, he's, I like he's, the he's name. Awesome. He's awesome. Like, he really is. But uh, Ariel Martinez, what, what I noticed about him is his player comp to me is do you remember when Ronaldo Nazario had his like a couple last years on Real Madrid and he was like fat? Yeah. Almost. Ariel Martinez played like that. He wasn't mm. always the most physical guy, but he had the mind and he had he had the passing and he he, knew, he, he still had the, yeah. the experience. That's someone that's probably like been playing soccer since mm-hmm. they could walk and they just have that knowledge. Ariel Martinez is like not many people do. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's up there in age, man. But he, yeah. he's exciting to watch because like he actually does add a different element to our attack. Because Charlie Dennis, he's a really accurate shooter. That's about his only good trait. He's mm-hmm. mid on speed. His touch is really bad. And I'm not trying to shit on the guy, but when Ariel Martinez is in, I see more chances being made. Yeah. Like in general, like what there's more think? shots on goal when he's in the game, especially starting. So like that's another player I hope we get to see this yeah. Saturday against Sacramento Republicans. It's interesting you say that too, because the other takeaway I was gonna bring into the prediction was I felt like as good as the game was from the Rowdy's perspective, and as much as we feel like they dominated, we said it multiple times with each other. This game should be like five nil right now, four nil right now. Missed opportunity. Missed opportunity after after missed opportunity, and then obviously we left before the game actually ended. And come to find out, they did get that um, consolation goal in stoppage time. But if that game goes on another half, maybe I don't think the Rowdies hold on. You know? No, like, no. And that it's just goes to like they just weren't executing all these opportunities that were just right there in front of them, man. And if they, like, I, I agree with what you're saying. If they started the game 2-0, they yeah. wouldn't have won. Yeah. They would have, they would have lost. It, it would have been, it would have been like 3-0 because of that, um, we got that goal well, no, off it, the it, own goal. And we then, yeah, and the own goal too. Like, it honestly should have been 1-0. And then and JJ fucking missed that wide open shot. Mm-hmm. And then that should have been 2-0. Then and the then Ekra and the, the other guy, what's his name again? Delgar. Uh, Delgar, yeah, Sebastian the Delgar. Sebastian Delgar situation. I mean, that alone right there, that's four situations that Blunders. genuinely yeah. should have been goals. And, but then looking up into this game, I mean, from what I understand, Colorado's 
not the worst team in the league, but they're sort of in that bottom third yeah. of the league. And like, if you can only get out of those games with a W against teams like that, you're not going to be able to come in against Sacramento, no. who, which I haven't seen anything, so I can't attest or speak on much. But from what you guys are saying, I know okay. you guys are avid followers right. of the USL, and you know what you're talking about. They're they're good, best team in the league. So we're not going to be able to come away with the victory if One we're if we yeah if we're doing that same thing where we're sitting there in the stands and we're having the same conversation like wow we should have four goals right now I don't think we're gonna come out of there with a W and that's but I also I feel like Neil Collins realizes that and that's what they're gonna sort of address this week in practice and Spalding in that same interview I addressed earlier even said the same thing like what we did really good this game was our intensity what we sort of lacked on this game was finishing our chances yeah and. Especially coming from him, too, and from my initial perspective, he sort of has a leadership role already, yes. and the players look up to him, respectively, to show, like, as they should. And he might be the best player on the team. And, and he, that's, he was on the pitch the other night, I feel like. When he came, when, like we just said at the other, like a couple minutes ago, when he was, became a part of this team, we've not lost a game yet. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about even in the tournament. Uh, yeah. Which tournament? No, 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 we lost. Oh, we lost yeah, in there. Never mind. We played Houston Dynamo. Madden oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. lost one zero though. So it was in, a close game. Yeah. In the USL, we haven't lost in the regular season since um, Spalding has become a part of this team, and I think that actually shows like what he's bringing as a versatile player like that. But can I get a score prediction out of you guys? Yeah. So based based off what I was saying, man, if if. I'm, I'm optimistic. I feel like they're going to address that in practice this week, and they're going to sort of right that ship. Yeah. Um, I think I think they're going to sweep away with the draw, though. I think it's going to be a 2-2 mm. draw wow. this weekend. Okay. Um, I think I think the crowd in that home environment is definitely going to play a role from what I've seen. And that was just a, a game against one of the weaker sides. Imagine yeah. what it's going to be like in... I keep hearing from you guys what the playoffs are like. Imagine what it's going to be like when... Your team is on a streak like this, and you have the best team in the league coming to your home. Like, I feel like the Tampa crowd is going to show up and they're going to show out. Let's, yeah, let's and I so. think that's going to play a role in it. But I just, I, I feel like we are going to sort of still miss on a couple chances. Yeah. And I just, I don't know. From what I hear about Sacramento, that's just, that's not going to be able to. They capitalize. Yeah, man. we're not going to be able to do that and get away with it. Their striker, Cicerone. Is he has tied for the most goals this season? He's yeah. nine goals, and that's going to be a test for Lasso too. And that's going to be sort of as far as matchup wise. That's going to be that's going to be what I'm looking at too. And like obviously, I didn't know that player you just said. I didn't know any of these Sacramento players, but you did say they have the number one attack. So obviously, there's going to be some type of intriguing matchup between our defense and their yeah. attack, and mm-hmm. that involves their number nine against Forrest Lasso exactly. and Cleanman. You know, so that's what I'm going to be most interested in seeing um, I just I just hope that what you guys have been saying about the midfield doesn't sort of come to life and bite yeah. us in the ass yeah. and the midfield ends up being our demise I, I if we do have to make a change we have the depth there um, we have speed there for sure but I, at the end of the day like I think the weakness of the midfield on our team is generally on the attacking side I think mm-hmm. our defense on all fronts is completely stout. Yeah, which um, goes back to what you're saying about Collins as a coach too. He knows how to. He, he's running a great formation. First of all, I would just like to say that I really do enjoy the back four being like a big part of the the, the entire 
offense as well because yeah. they push so far up and everyone gets involved in the pass game. But at the end of the day, like, like you said, it's going to come down to executing on those chances. I, I think we're going to squeak away here. Yeah. Again, 2-1. Okay. Um, yeah. We need three points to take first place in our division, in our conference, excuse me. Um, I don't think we'll get those three points this game against the number one team in USL, but I do believe we hand them their second loss on the season. Wow. But, Caden, how about yourself? Um, I, I, I'm thinking, you know, Sacramento's going to come in there and, you know, do what they've done this entire season, but I can't go with that. You know what I mean? Like, it, like you were saying, that Tampa crowd's going to show up you know, it, it's just going to be Neil Collins defending his own. Mm. And it's, it's going to be a coaching masterclass. It's going to come to coaching. It's really, it's, it's going to be down to the nitty gritty. Yeah. That, that's what it's going to come down to. Substitutions. Exactly. It, these are two of the best teams in the league going against each other. You know what I mean? And it's it's really about that that head coach duo coming coming together and for a, for a clash of the season, really. Now, this is game of the year so far for, the, sure, for the USL. But Cicerone, I'm pretty sure that you say his name. Yeah, uh, that matchup against Lasso is going to be very, very interesting. We need Frederick Kleeman and Forrest Lasso to be on point. Yes, we do. And Sparrow needs. I'd like to. I'd love him to have another clean sheet. But I know how hard that is in this league. But but going going back to my prediction, and just you saying, uh, Sparrow, the, the, all those goals they made last week, I was like, bro, Sparrow could save all of those. Mm. Like he he could save all of those. You're goals. referring what about to your boy Rosarina. Rosarena, he's a backup, bro. <laughs> he's a backup, I'm not going to lie. I love you, Racco or Rosarena, but I don't think you should start over Sparrow. He's the man. Hey, um, you never know. Going, to, going back to Cicerone, though, looking looking at his season so far, five goals in the last five games. Mm. Nine, and he has nine goals and 12 appearances. Yeah, that's so that's that just adds fuel to my interest of wanting to see him against Lasso and yes. Kamen this, this weekend for sure. Matchup but, uh, of the week, probably. I, I do think um, he can keep the clean sheet. I, I think Connor Spurs going to come in there and keep the clean sheet. It's going to be a, a clean game from him, but uh, our, de- our offense needs to capitalize. Yeah. And that's, I think that's what it's going to come down to, honestly. Sacramento had, only has six goals allowed. They have the best defense in the entire league. Yeah, so uh, we're gonna, they're going to make us work for our goals. So I'm not thinking it's going to be a high-scoring game, like, n- now that I'm really thinking about it. Yeah. I think it'll only be 1-0. Wow. Rounders okay. win. I like that. I'm not I'm not going to lie. I do like that. I'm still going to be on board with that. Just, just being a Rounders fan, I'm going to root for that. But yeah. I'm going to stick with that 2-2 prediction, man. Mm-hmm. But even looking at the Rowdies' defensive stats, like in our own conference, second best defense in the entire league, fourth in defense right now. So you really do have two of the top sides in the yeah. league going yeah. at it. And it's going to be definitely an interesting game for sure. And I'm, I'm glad we're all going to be going again. It's going to be fun. Um, and we'll definitely have more pictures and videos and some more interactive things on our Instagram and our Twitter at Tea Time Reports. If you guys don't follow those already, make sure you do. And if you don't watch any Rowdies games um, or go to them and you're in the St. Pete or Tampa Bay area, you should definitely go. It's a really fun time. And it's a great vibe for the family or if you want to bring your lady or your, your partner. Uh, it's definitely something I would recommend. But uh, anything you guys wanted to cap off on on this? I have uh, one extremely important message. Hmm. Somos rowdies. Somos rowdies. Somos rowdies. Somos rowdies. <laughs> yes. Take care, everyone.
Peace.